Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'm going to go over ways that you can plan for failure. And this is something that you may not think about. And these are things that are going to definitely hinder your success in the pool service business. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open seven days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's Referral Program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. I say that kind of tongue-in-cheek, but you are planning for failure if you repeatedly do these things in your business. And this is something that a lot of people do, and I'm not sure why they do this or why they don't address these issues. The first issue that I see as a major issue is not dealing with late-paying customers. Now, this is something that is part of human nature. There's some of us that pay early, like I do. There's some of us that pay on time, which most people do. And then there's probably about 8 or 10% of the segment of the population that just don't get around to paying the pool service company for whatever reason. It's one of those things where you are low on the totem pole, and I talk about this all the time. You know, the customers worried about their mortgage, their car payments, or their other payments, credit card payments, and you're pretty low on their list. And so they'll take care of the pressing ones that are going to affect their credit, they're going to affect their quality of life, and then they'll get around to those that they should pay because they need to pay them because they're due, but they don't pay them on time. And sometimes they'll even miss a month or two months. And this is where you can really have a lot of problems in your business if you get into the habit of letting late payers get away with it continuously. And one thing that happens, of course, is you're working for free, basically. So the time you're spending at these pools, and let's say that you have a pool route of 70 pools, and let's just keep it simple and say that seven of these people are always late, a month late, two months late. And this is something that you're working out there. And if you were to translate those hours, and of course you can account for late payments in your budget, but it's better if you don't have late payers, period, because that really affects your bottom line. Because if you're charging, let's say, $150, i will keep it simple, times seven, that means that over $1,000 is not coming in every month at the beginning of the month when you need that money, when you need to account for that money. And that's essentially a lot of your income that you're leaving on the table and waiting a month or two to get, which means that those hours you're spending out there, you're losing money because you're not recapturing those pools. You're not doing 77 pools. You're doing 70 pools and you're losing that income source temporarily, of course, because then they eventually pay. But that really does affect your business. And so one thing you can do is address the late payers and drop them faster. So if they're behind by 30 days, they're not getting pool service at that point. You're not losing any money because you're not wasting time over there. Eventually they may pay and then you resume service with them. But I think they'll get the point very fast that don't pay me, don't have my pool clean. And that's something that you're going to have to address with them. You can, of course, text them and message them saying, 
you know, I noticed that you're 30 days late. And at this point, I'm going to have to stop service until I get the payment. And right away in the summertime, they're going to notice this. In the wintertime, they may not notice it as soon. But they're going to definitely get the correlation that if I don't pay the pool service, I'm not getting my pool service. And if you let the late payers go for a long period of time, it becomes a pattern in your business. And this is a pattern you don't want to develop. So you want to eliminate as many late payers as possible by, of course, stopping service much faster than you normally would. You're going to message them. You're going to remind them that they're late. And eventually you're going to replace these with customers that pay on time. And this will definitely keep you from failure because now you're getting all the money that you need to get at the beginning of the month. You're not accounting for these losses because you're doing the work and not getting paid technically. And that's just how it is. Even if they pay late, you're technically working for free. And that's just not a way to stay in business. Another problem that I see, and this is pretty prevalent in my area, is that you're not capturing capturing the leads that come in. If you're advertising or not advertising and someone calls you for service, you have to capture that lead. You have to go out of your way to go see that customer as soon as possible. For example, if they call you and it's a Monday at 2 o'clock and they want to bid for service, you probably should get over there sometime Monday afternoon, 4 or 5 o'clock before you head home and capture that lead. If you say, I'll be over there back in that area on Wednesday or Thursday, you have to know that that person is probably going to call 10 people and the person that's going to land that particular bid is the person that shows up first usually. That's why services like Home Advisor, if you were on that service and you're paying for it, a lot of times your competitors will put an unrealistic time frame to show up to get that lead. And they'll quote them a very low price to get it, by the way, also. You can't do that because you're a legitimate business. But you should at least get over there within a period of time when you can and not wait two or three days, of course, or even the next day might be too late because there's a lot of people that may just be able to go over there that same day and do the bid. So one way to capture that lead, of course, is to have the ability to immediately get over there sometime during the day when that call comes in. Of course, you want to vent it a little bit on the phone or through a text message or an email before you waste your time going over there. So find out, you know, basically the size of the pool and the condition of the pool. Get some basic parameters. And here's something that's debated a lot out there. Should you give them your ballpark pricing on the phone or should you wait to do the sales pitch at the pool? I'm always for being as transparent as possible. So I think that it's fine if you tell them that this is your average monthly service, give or take, and you you would fine tune it when you see their pool. And this is something that will save you time also because if you go out to this pool and you spend an extra 30 minutes of your day to account for this pool and you do all your bidding and then they're like, oh, that price is just what it wasn't what I was expecting. I thought you'd be a lot lower. Then you're wasting everybody's time. So I really have no problem with you giving them a kind of average cost of the pool care in your that you charge for the pool of their size. And let them chew on that. And if they still want to meet you, then I would definitely set an appointment to go out there. I think it just wastes too much time. And I think a lot of people should have this on their website, their basic pricing, give or take, depending on the service tier, you know, full service, partial service, chemical only, and give a ballpark price for a normal pool size on your website. This saves a lot of time and energy 
both on your part and their part. And for me, I think it's something that whenever I'm calling somebody and I want to kind of know up front how much is it going to be before you get there. Not all the time you can get this kind of pricing, of course, if you're doing other kind of services for them. But a lot of times you can give your basic service rate and you can see if the customer still wants to meet with you or not. But no one's going in blind. You're not going in thinking the customer is going to accept your service rate. And they're not going in not knowing how much you charge for an average pool. So those are important things as far as capturing those leads. But definitely try to plan on getting to that pool if everything goes accordingly and get there in a timely manner. Another also problem that I see a lot of is pool pros talking themselves out of the bid. They're a little bit overeager. They're a little bit maybe nervous, and this is something new that they're doing, and they're out there bidding. But they can be a little bit too friendly with people. If the kids are there, you know, they start to engage the kids. It's kind of weird. You know, no one really wants you talking to their kids when you're doing the bid, or they'll get overenthusiastic and, and go over there and point out things that the customer needs to fix. You know, hey, you know, you're, uh, you know, when I did the bid, I, you have, I did an assessment, and your motor's really old, and, you know, one of the first things you want to do is replace it. Probably you want to give them an assessment, of course, but if you talk and, and your talk is leading towards them spending money, most of the time people aren't going to want to hire you at that point because they're going to think that you're going to be gouging him, that hey, this guy wants to come in here and change all the equipment. When you do give an assessment, of course you want to say something very simply like, you know, uh, I assessed your equipment and here's the written assessment and you can put on there, you know, motor is old. Eventually, we'll need replacing. Keep an eye on that. Or the filter is pretty old. It eventually will need to be replaced sometime in the future. Um, we'll keep an eye on that for you. But if you start quoting them things and and you know the price tag starts to increase, they're gonna want to. They're not gonna want to go with you. So keep that on the lowdown and keep the conversation focused on the bid, on the pool, and what you're gonna do. And I think that's gonna go a long way. People don't have time. At least I don't for mindless chatter. And a lot of them are in the same position where if you're doing a bid, they just want you to do it and give them a price. And, you know, we don't need to know everything about you and you don't need to know everything about them at that point. You're just bidding on the pool and giving them a price for weekly service. And talking about bidding, here's something that really will affect your business. And I've been guilty of this is not having a way to correct a bid that you went too low on. So, for example, if you're doing a green pool cleanup, and you have some experience and you're like, well, this one looks like it's fairly easy. I could take care of this one. And you quote the customer $500 for it. And you start doing the green pool and you realize that, hey, there's a little bit of a problem here. This isn't working right or this didn't work and whatever whatever the situation is. But if there's no way for you to recoup or get more money at that point, then you have a problem. So it's always good to overbid anything so that if you if there is a cushion that you need is going to be there for you. For example, that green pool that you think you can do for 500, why not bid 650 to give yourself a cushion in case something goes wrong? And chances are something will. You'll have to do an extra filter cleaning or you have to put more chemicals in than you thought. So these are all things that happen out there. And I would say if you're bidding, you want to give a real world bid on the project. You don't want to give you like your lowest bid because if something goes wrong, there's no cushion and it's really difficult to come back after you bid the pool for 500 and tell the customer, you know what, I actually bid the pool a little too low. I had to do an extra filter cleaning and I had to use, you know, X amount more of chemicals. So I'm going to have to charge you another 100. That doesn't go over really well. 
and nobody wants to be charged something after the fact. So put that in the initial bid, and if you bid high and they reject you, that's perfectly fine because you could lose money by underbidding, and underbidding is a very dangerous thing. You can also have it to where you can have in your contract for the green pool cleanup that there may be things that I don't know yet until I start the process, and this may add to a 10% increase in the fee or whatever you want to put in there, 15% increase. And you can pull that clause out if you need to. You can tell them, you know, I bid you 500 But if you see right here, I have this written here that if there's anything extra that I do that I didn't note when I first started the bid. In this case, I thought I can get away with cleaning the filter twice, but I actually cleaned it three times. So there's going to be a 15 or 20% surcharge on that. Hope you understand that. It's just one of those things that when I start a green pool cleanup, I don't really know all the details until after I start it and finish it. And so this is just to protect, of course, you and me so that I can actually get the work done that needs to be done. And of course, I don't want to lose money on the job. And you understand that, you know, we're here working and this is a big project. And so you just talk your way into increasing the bid at that point. But it's always good to give yourself a cushion. And that's what everything you're installing if you're doing a pump install and it looks like it's going to be two hours, I would just add an extra hour onto that so that you have that cushion because never you never know when you're going to break something while you're installing it, which happens often with older plumbing. Or you run into a problem where you can't fit something in and you have to kind of, you know, get things in there, but it's going to take a lot longer. So it's one of those things where it's always good to bid with a little cushion so that you don't lose money when you do that particular project. Here's another thing that really will impact your business, and that's if you're doing way too many things and you don't have specific categories you're working in. For example, one thing that I talk about often is focusing on one aspect and doing it really well. So if you want to do weekly service and have that as your primary income, then you're going to try to increase to get as many accounts as possible, and then you're going to do the best job maintaining these pools week in and week out, and that's your bread and butter. You may do a repair here and there or an acid wash here and there or a green pool cleanup once in a while, but mainly you're focused on service and you'll outsource a lot of the other things or just don't bid on them because your focus is on getting as many clients as you can, servicing those pools and getting your income from there. So if you're doing way too many things, if you're doing weekly service, installs of equipment, green pool cleanups, acid washes, power washing of the deck, time is kind of limited out there. And if you want to stay within a 40-hour work week or 45 hours or 50 hours, if you want to really push the window envelope, then you would want to take these services on because they all add up to time. If you're doing 70 pools a week, then you're doing installs, and you're doing acid washes, and you're doing green pool cleanups, there's not enough hours in a day to do any of these really well. So you're going to do an acid wash, but you're going to be rushing it or not doing it as fine as you should because you have seven seven or eight pools left to do that day. Or if you're doing an install and run into a problem, you're going to be very frustrated because the clock is ticking and you still have a lot more work to get done. So what you want to do is refine your business to pick the categories that you think you can manage and manage the time well. So if you're doing weekly service and you have a green pool cleanup every two or three weeks, that's perfectly fine. You can squeeze that in and you can stretch that green pool over three or four days, no problem with spending minimal time there. But if you're doing 70 pools and you're doing green pool cleanups and then you add on a couple acid washes that week, I think you're overloaded at that point. You can't do any of those well and it's going to make you frustrated and you're not going to make as much money as you think you are by adding these services because 
Maybe you pass up a couple pools that you should have been bidding on because you're busy doing the other things. You don't want to get too many accounts because you want to leave some time for acid washes and green pool cleanups. But if you pass on five pools because, again, you want to leave some time in your day for those things, if you just charge, I'm just going to use 150 again, five times 150, and that's $750 a month that you're passing up as you know income that's guaranteed for other income that may come along once in a while. So if you are focused on weekly pool service, I have no problem with you filling up your route completely to 80, 85 pools and then passing on the other stuff because that's guaranteed money. If you wanted a small route of 50 pools and you want to focus on some repairs, that's perfectly fine too. But you just can't do all of that and sustain it and run your business properly. So having too many categories is a big problem also. And all of these can lead to, of course, failures at some point. Maybe not a complete breakdown. Maybe a complete breakdown at some point. But these things will, of course, eat away your business and your profits. And it's going to make you less profitable and less successful. Getting rid of all these failures or these fail points is going to make you very successful out there. And if you're looking for other podcasts I recorded, you can find those on my website, swimmingprolearning.com. On the banner, click on the podcast icon. And there will be a drop down menu of other podcasts I recorded. And if you're interested in the coaching program, you can learn more at poolguycoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. I guess you're a week and God bless. Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash poolguy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash poolguy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.